Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, your home for all things Marvel, DC, Star Wars, and so much more. Join Derek and Ian as they tell tales to astonish along this journey into mystery. Grab some snacks and settle in because Paperweight Entertainment starts now. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Hoskins. And with me tonight, as always, is my good friend and yours, Mr. Ian Torrance. Ian, how are you doing tonight, man? <laughs> you told me to be quiet. <laughs> That's good listening for the podcast listener. Am I am I allowed to speak now? <laughs> please, <my> please, Lord? <laughs> please talk. Please talk. You know what? I was doing fantastic until you told me to be quiet. And now I honestly, I honestly fight you at every turn. I immediately was like scrolling around trying to figure out what was wrong with my mic. Thanks for that. I appreciate <laughs> it. <laughs> All right. And the, for those of you that are uh, that are watching on the, the video version of this, you can already see that we have a very special guest here. A wonderful, wonderful mutual of mine on TikTok, a fantastic YouTube creator, Mr. Bumpkins TV. Bumpkins is here. How's it going, man? Good. How you doing? How you guys doing? Thanks yeah. for having me. We are doing great. I'm really glad that you're here. I'm excited to I'm talk. Glad you, I, I'm glad you asked. I appreciate it. I, I love watching your videos and it's cool to, you know, sort of sort of meet up uh, in, in person or in person uh, right. instead of just like seeing one video and then a day later seeing another one and back and forth, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so we're going to have a just a, a conversation about comic books and the, the comic book industry, the health of the industry. Uh, you know, it's something that we don't really get to talk about a lot. We, we started this podcast because of a love of comic books and comic book movies. Uh, but we never really get a chance to. So I thought that who better than to have come on here and uh, and, and well, talk probably a us. lot of people, but I'll do my best. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm excited for this. So I will ask you uh, just for some for some basic information. You know, how long have you been reading reading comics? What got you started? That kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, reading comics on the regular, like going to a shop, getting them every week or on a regular basis. I've been doing it for about 31 years. Um, <clears throat> and, and before that, you know, just. I had comics here and there. So I was a kid in the eighties, teenager in the nineties. So like the best, the best, like two decades to grow up mm -hmm. in, I think. Um, so as a kid in the eighties, like I had some comics here and there, my mom would buy me a Spider-Man or a Superman or whatever. Um, but it, so I was familiar with, with the basics and it's kind of a weird story because most, you know, usually people say, Oh, I picked up, uh, I saw a TV show or a movie. I wanted to know about that character. I picked up a comic. My start actually was from the 1991 marvel series two trading cards oh wow um, yeah yeah it's weird because a, a a buddy of mine um he had a bunch and i was spending the night at his house one night he had a bunch of extras you know you you would buy packs and there you'd get doubles right. or whatever he had a bunch of doubles and he's just let me have some and i was just i was like looking through these things and i was like i don't know what half of these characters who half these characters are i don't know what these weapons are these battles these rivalries i don't know anything about a lot of this but I want to know everything. And that just, and from, I remember from that night on, I was just like, I've got to know everything I can know about all these characters I'm seeing in these cards. I knew Spider-Man, Captain America, those kinds of things, but I didn't know Captain Britain and I didn't know Quasar and all that stuff. Right. And I was like, I don't even think I even, I'm not sure that I knew even the X-Men or Wolverine at that point. Um, and so, but luckily where I grew up, we had a, a comic shop. So I went and I bought some comics and it was just 
you know, downhill from there, you know, trying to, and that was back in the, before the internet and stuff too. So it was hard to, to learn and, right. brought, you know, handbooks on the Marvel universe and stuff. But yeah, just seeing those cards just, just lit a spark and I never turned back. Yeah. It's wild how quickly something like that can happen. You know, I've talked on here before that the thing that really got me was, uh, of course, you know, Ian and I both grew up in the nineties. We were born in the mid eighties. So, mm. um, we, we grew up in the era of the Marvel animation blocks and yes. things like that. And so, you know, X-Men, Spider-Man and mm. the Iron Man series from 94, yeah. I was like yeah. nine years old when that came out. Mm. And so that's what, you know, I got Iron Man on my, on my little yeah. mic cord or my, my cord here. Love Iron Man. And so that's actually what got me into the, into superheroes. Cause we didn't have a, a comic shop here for the longest yeah. time in this, this area. We live in a real small rural area. And, uh, and so, yeah, it, it's wild. The little thing that will spark your interest, whether it's a, yeah. whether it's a cartoon, whether it's a, you know, a card set, whether it's a toy, you know, an action figure in the aisle. Yeah. And, well, that's uh, funny. You know, that I, I made a video just the other day <clears throat> about my love of Spider-Man because Spider-Man day was on August 1st mm-hmm. and it was, um, so even though I wasn't like reading comics regularly, um, in the mid eighties, I had the Spider-Man or I still have the Spider-Man secret wars figure. Mm-hmm. And that one figure just triggered my love for Spider-Man to this day. He's my A number one favorite. And it started with that one figure. Yeah, I, I think that might be. I think the look of Spider-Man is is what gets so many kids involved. There's yeah. something about that design. It's a brilliant design and, and yeah. the color scheme. I, I love it, it. Yeah, Spider-Man's amazing. Um, no pun intended. Right. Or pun intended. Well, <laughs> pun in, maybe pun intended. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. No pun intended. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I wasn't yeah. clever enough to think about it. <laughs> uh, but I did want, you know, talking about getting into things, I wanted to get your thoughts on, uh, you know, what do you think being a longtime comic reader for somebody that's just getting into it? I know that you've made a lot of TikToks and things about that, mm-hmm. but what do you think is the best way for somebody to get into actually reading comic books? Like now in 2022, what would be the easiest way for somebody to get into it? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I mean, you know, there there has to be a catalyst, right? And probably, right. It, I mean, it, there's a good chance it's going to be the MCU or something mm-hmm. like that, or maybe they see a, a DC movie or something like that. But, um, you know, thankfully, there is the internet to be able to read Wikipedia and stuff and try to learn the history of these characters. Right. But, you know, I would say I, for somebody just getting into comics, um, I, I think maybe trade paperbacks or something like that. Uh, collected editions are great because you mm-hmm. can get a full story, you know, or at least a story arc in one book and you can read several issues and, and figure out, you know, Oh, I love this story. Cause otherwise tracking down single issues is hard. There's only about 2,500 comic shops in the country. Mm-hmm. And that's not a lot for the entire country, you know? So a lot right. of people don't have access to a comic shop where they can buy single issues. And unfortunately those are the only places where they sell single issues now. Right. Unless you go like to midtown comics, like website or something. But, um, so I would say, you know, just just find something that interests you. I always start with, I try to categorize it like, okay, um, do you like superheroes or non-superheroes? Those are like the two high-level buckets. Mm-hmm. If you like superheroes, which one? Spider-Man, Batman, Moon Knight? You know, it could be anything. Iron Man? Right. Um, and then, you know, you can go from there. Or if, you, if you're not interested in superhero comics, what kind of genre are you into? Horror, sci-fi, fantasy? Um, because there's a whole bunch of those out there as well. Mm-hmm. So I try to like... When people ask me, I try to get them to bucket it out first, sort of narrow it down a little bit. And when they say, oh, I'm interested in super uh, in superhero comics and I like Superman. Great. I have some suggestions from there, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you can get a collected edition or something. And also, you know, uh, 
digital comics, I think are great. Like people don't talk about digital enough, but the fact, if you really want to get into comics and you have no other way to get it, you can just pick up a device and you can do a free trial of Comixology Unlimited or Marvel mm -hmm. Unlimited or DC Universe Infinite. And you have literally tens of thousands of comics to look through. Yeah. And that's such an incredible resource. Like I wanted to bring up digital that was on the, on the list of things to talk yeah. about. Um, but I know like Ian and I, especially we read a lot of comics digitally. Now I'm going to be a hundred percent honest. A lot of those when I was younger were not the most legal means of reading those comics digitally. Yep, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> easy, easy. But you know, now as adults, I mean, still, it, even though I go to my shop, about once every every other week or so and pick up my mm -hmm. pulls you know i'll still go and get them digitally if i if i can because sure. it's it's such a great way it's economical with like you were talking about before we started you were talking about marvel unlimited you know you, mm -hmm. you brought up comiXology unlimited uh dc does dc still have the infinite or or something to yeah that dc universe infinite yeah, yeah. it's, it's they, just comics yeah, they, now though where it was media yeah, right which is too bad because i actually had that streaming service it was it was it was kind of fun to have yeah. But the uh, I, I, I think that people overlook digital too much as a source mm -hmm. of a, a gateway um, because, you know, it's 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 so great. Ian, do you have DC Infinite right now or did I have you have DC, a... I have DC Infinite and I have Marvel Unlimited. I have both very of nice. Them. And reason being is because I think that you guys just touched on that like the I don't want to say it's. No, I will say it's 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 cheaper. So yes, so it's a lot, yeah, it's a lot. I'm cheaper. I'm saying especially about for back issues, sixteen sixteen seventeen dollars. I pay between two streaming services, um, monthly, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So throughout the year, I mean that does add up, but at the same time, and I was just kind of figuring this a minute ago. If I want five issues, like if I go into a comic book shop and I want five issues, five separate like uh, of a series, um, average is about three four dollars on that. So even if I highball and go four dollars, I mean that's twenty dollars I just spent in a day on five. Right. Yep. Five. It's way down here. Just know that there are five fingers down here somewhere. Uh, five, five. I mean, twenty dollars right there in in a day. And if I want to read anything else, like oh, you know, I want these. You know, you're looking at probably let's be realistic, twenty more dollars because I'm going to get five more of something. Yeah. Uh, because I want to, I want to read a little bit of everything, and especially like, and 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 for people who, even if you like what like Derek likes Iron Man, I like mm -hmm. Batman. There's not just one main run of Iron Man, one main run of Batman. Mm -hmm. There are different iterations of each each of that character uh, in a series. So if I want to read each one of that, I mean, I'm dropping $20 easily on a day. And if you do that and then you add that up and then you go back a few days later and decide, oh, I, I need this old issue, you know, four more dollars right there. Uh, basically, what I'm getting to is besides just doing basic math for people <laughs> is, um, I mean, in a month, I mean, you're, you're spending a lot in a year. Mm -hmm. And if even if I'm buying like a graphic novel or whatever, and I'm spending like thirty, forty dollars on that, depending, or if I buy Nightfall and I spend like a hundred dollars because it's like that thick. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, the streaming service is allowing me to, like you said, you can take it anywhere you want because it's right there at your fingertips. I read all mine uh, on my phone, so uh, any any time like I have some downtime if I want to pull up an issue, whether it be Marvel, DC, doesn't matter. I just pull it up, boom, there it is. Oh crap, what's that one I was thinking about? I go and type it in, there it is, and I read that issue from uh 
from 1994 if I want, yeah. you know, if I want to, if I want to catch up on the storyline or if Derek says, Hey, have you ever read, uh, like we did a moon Knight series, um, for Disney plus, mm-hmm. And I didn't know much about moon Knight other than video games and stuff. So I went back and read like the first few issues of, uh, well, no, I, 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 I went, uh, did, um, by night oh yeah that's right it was like all the way back to the beginning do the first appearance of moon Knight, which was Mm -hmm. completely different and i read a few issues of that 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 had those characters in it and and there's no way i was going to be able to be like i want to go check that out and run Mm -hmm. to my local comic book store and read that i mean if i want to do that i'm dropping a couple hundred i mean i'm yeah. sure you guys would agree on on those issues because they're oh, yeah. not yeah that to get common. that full run especially more, yeah. more for werewolf by night yeah. yeah right exactly so and and, and good luck finding it anyway especially because mm-hmm. derek and i come from uh come from a very small town of about 12 13 000 people so there's not a lot of stores around here that that deal with comic books and stuff like that and it's usually newer runs of stuff because mm-hmm. there's there's no revenue in the older stuff people can't afford yeah. that so yeah I, I agree that uh that the digital way is the way to go now i'm not saying i don't like going in picking one up physically in my hand and feeling that because like there's no better feeling in my my opinion than feeling a uh, comic book versus a, a digital like yeah you have the access to read anything you want but just the the covers and the artwork and man it's just yeah. it's so cool but the problem is it adds up so fast and then you don't have anywhere to put all that shit yeah i yeah. mean even the space even is a house, big deal yeah, yeah space is a yeah. you know i'm in a four-bedroom house just me and my son and my all my loose issues are back here i've got some on the floor some over there mm-hmm. so even in my house like i'm running out of room for all of them right everywhere i have piles like this all over my house it's and that's of- the thing like it, unless you set up a system like alphabetical by dc marvel yeah. uh, you know a uh, dark horse or whoever you're reading um you gotta spend time to search through uh mm-hmm. and, and find what you're looking for digitally i just type it in or like when i get done reading an issue i get back on dc infinite and i finish that and i could just go straight to the next right. issue so yeah. It sucks, but at the same time, like I said, um, there there'll be a few of them out there. Like if it, don't don't get me wrong, if I'm at a bookstore and I see a graphic novel, I'll probably pick it up, especially if it's on sale, because like I can read it on the app. But like it's it's so cool to have it right in front of you and have that artwork and be able to like sift through it and uh, well, and also I mean, as a, it's a collector, it's thing. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, because you know same I've page. got I've got a pretty small collection as far as you know comic book collectors go. I've got about three long boxes. Um, but that's because those three long boxes are, are made up of Iron Man, Avengers mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Green Lantern. And that's about it. But, uh, you know, like Ian was saying, you, you drop so much more money going to the shop, which I, I always encourage people to go to a local comic book store. If you've got an opportunity, go there. Not only are you going to get the opportunity to meet like minded people when you go there. You're also going to have an opportunity to maybe find some things that you didn't know about necessarily. Because like if I'm if I'm doing something digitally, nine times out of ten, I'm searching for something that I want to read, like something that I already know. Whereas if I go to a comic book shop and I'm looking around the rack, oh, I didn't even know there was a new Moon Knight series out. Yeah. I just picked that up. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I, digital. As much as uh, for a while, I kind of railed against it when I was a little bit younger. I think it's such a great resource for people. You know, especially 
getting into Especially if you're trying to get into it and like it's like i said it's it's a convenience too like it's just right there at your fingertips if you take a trip somewhere you know instead of taking a stack of books yeah. you can just take your tablet or phone or that's whatever. Well, i used to have to travel for work and mm-hmm. i would just i would just bring this with me and i had so like, much easier all kinds yeah. of stuff to read on the plane and stuff yeah well and also like oh. you said it, you know if you're on a budget it's so much it, it's a lot cheaper to get in into it that way and like right now i'm trying to go back and get some of those original issues of of nova and mm-hmm. to get those in a decent condition even though nova is not an incredibly char- popular character which i'm trying to kind of pick those up before a speculator market hits it right. when the nova project actually like <laughs> yeah, starts to move forward yeah. but you know for skyrocket yeah but like right now i can get a decent copy of one of that original run for you know under 20 bucks but if i want to go back and actually read those it's so much easier to do it on on an app yeah, yeah. so I'll, I'll sit here and complain about the price of uh comics being like four dollars an issue and buying them all at once and be like oh it's just adds up it's too expensive and then i have like over a hundred dollars worth of toys hanging <laughs> on my wall yeah, just those few <laughs> right. yeah and those are just the ones hanging up right <laughs> that's it's- different though that is that's very different whole different thing with the with the toy oh, collecting derek before you move along um i do want to say i brought up something really cool those uh trading cards you were talking about mm-hmm. i don't think i had a lot of those from 91 but like 94 95 yeah they had a uh, fleer put out a crap ton of like the uh was it like the ultra series and stuff yep. i had a bunch of those and i even had like a few of like the metal like cyclopses couldn't tell you where they are now that i look it up on oh eBay man it's like 200 dollars for one yeah. I'm like ah why <laughs> why must i've been so irresponsible in my teens yeah actually because i had all the series two cards but I, mean, I never had the series one because i wasn't really into comics when the series one came out in 1990 but um a couple of years ago when i started fishing all this stuff back out i was like i don't really want that i went on ebay and bought like full sets of the ones i was missing so i now have a full set of the series one that i got on ebay for like 40 or 50 bucks i think I think maybe I got in like right before they started to take off a little bit, but um, I just love having them. So I've got like series one, two, three, four, and all the Fleer Ultra stuff and X Men, and mm. I, they're awesome. I just I, I think they're fantastic. Derek, are you familiar with Fleer Ultra cards? Because they were amazing looking. Yeah, I know. I know what they look like. I never got into trading cards of any kind. Like I never did baseball cards, football, any anything like that. You know, I uh, from a very young age, my biggest collection was always action figures, and still to this yeah. day, I've got a much bigger action figure collection than I do you know, comic books. Uh, but I just never got, I never got into the cards. I, I, I don't know. Don't, it, it, don't it let them fool you. Like, it's not just, not just those. It's not just action figures. It's figures in general. Like he has human limbs hanging up behind him. That's why it's blurred out. It yeah. looks like going into the, the creepers den in the first creepers, right. <laughs> cheapest creeper. Movie. Oh my gosh. Oh, that would be weird. I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, that would be terrible. That, that's why I keep no, it. That's blurred why he blurs out. it out. I yeah. blur it out for you. You don't have to see that. That way, I don't have to clean it up. Nobody needs to see it. If ever you nobody see would know about glitching it, glitching in the background. That's because one of them just twitching there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, I uh, I'm going to move on from that before people. Yeah. Wells isn't here. Uh, another one of our our friends of the show. Who? We, oh, I'm glad you brought him up. He actually has uh, asked him about his um his uh card collection. Sometime, Derek. He actually has books of those cards. Does he have those? Ooh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he awesome. still has his. From like the early '90s and on, because he he collected all those cards. And yeah, I'd love to get a look at his. I, I and I'm talking like he has those. them in the trapper keeper, like in this individual sleeves. Right, that's what I have. Yeah, that's I actually awesome. went out when I when I started pulling all that stuff out and I got those series one cards. 
I went and bought um, new card pages because mine were, you know, like 30 years old and they were kind of like stiff and stuck together. Mm -hmm. So I went and bought all new pages and re-sleeved every single card from mm -hmm. every single series that I had, got new binders for them and everything. And now they are in one of the cubes on my shelf up in my library. So, well, you know, so Derek, Derek and I got really, sorry, Derek. No, no, it's Derek fine. It's got, fine. I just thought this, of a topic that wasn't on here. I was going to run. We, we got really snobbish because like when we would go to a, a place in town here that was up on the hill, uh, we would we would always go and um, have a pull list of comics and they would never have the polls ready. They would never have them. Not only would he not have them, but uh, but when he did, um, we would always uh, we'd always be like, if he didn't have the sleeve or the white backer to it, yeah, it'd be like, yeah, we're gonna have to have these. We're not buying these. <laughs> I'm not just leaving with a loose comic out of here, right? Which I don't do that with our local store now. I have no problem with it because I have my own backers and and and, and sleeves. Because you but got I, smart and bought the bought the pack. Yeah, I do. I, and that was actually what I wanted to kind of go into. It wasn't something we were going to talk about, but I wanted to ask you, sorry. Um, your thoughts on different methods of, of, uh, you know, storing your comics. I know, again, this is something that I've seen you talk about before. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is one of the reasons why I wanted you on here. Cause I think you're a wealth of knowledge for people that are, oh, well, that are getting into I, this. Into I'm this glad hobby. to know that I'm, I'm my, my ruse is fooling people. <laughs> it, it's working, buddy. It's working. <laughs> nice. But anyway, so like, you know, I do, I do long boxes, um, mm -hmm. when I actually have a chance to dig them out and organize, right. I haven't organized my long boxes in like two years. So they are just a haphazard mess of random series. But so, so what I do is long boxes and just the basic, mm -hmm. you know, bag and board. Um, yeah. So, you know, what do you, what do you prefer when it's, when it comes to how you, how you store them when they're not just like stacked up on the ground behind you? Yeah. So in regards <laughs> to like single issues. Yeah. Yeah. Like single issues, yeah. especially. Yeah. I'm just traditional bag and board long boxes. Um, I, uh, so in this room back behind that wall, um, I've got uh, we I've got there's that room has two closets. I took the doors off one and they're but they're the long closets, but kind of shallow. Right. And they are just deep enough to hold the uh, the long the the long drawer boxes. Mm -hmm. So not the ones with the lids, but the kinds you can actually pull out um, and they stack up real nice. So right now I have um, 24 drawer boxes full of comics. And then I have just numerous short boxes, more just traditional long boxes with the lids and that kind of thing. And um, they're almost all full. So I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I guess I got to get more boxes, but yeah, I just traditional bag and board, mm -hmm. long box, drawer box, short box, you know, whatever you have. I've seen people use filing cabinets, like the wide filing mm -hmm. cabinets, and you can't go as deep, but you can go side by side, which I think is pretty cool. It's but, cool, but that know, makes me nervous. I feel like the the reason I like the long box is because it's specifically made for a comic book. Yeah, and I don't have to worry yeah, about it. Never, I'm so concerned about perfect them, and yeah, you know, it, people have like had to custom divide their columns and things. And I think it's cool to have that, but uh, you know, those kinds of filing cabinets can be expensive. No, yeah. but then again, I could probably buy a couple for as much as I paid for all the boxes I have. But right, um, you know, just as long as you don't like. Well, and I say this too, like there's no wrong way to collect comics. You do what you want to do with them. Mm -hmm. You just want to, you know, I don't really recommend wadding them up and throwing them in the trash can, but you know, if you just want to, cause I'm not really a big key hunter. I don't care. I'm not a spec guy. I don't really care much about value. I just, or, I just like the stories themselves. Right. And, but I also like to take care of my stuff. So I do keep them in a bag, but you know, if, if none of that is important to you, you just want to read the story and then you're done, then, then, then you do you, you know, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. 
Yeah, I agree with you. I, uh, I've got a lot of kids and they're, they're starting to get into comics. My oldest is about to turn 10 next month yeah. and uh, well in two months. And she actually has, has really taken off like with comic books in general. Like they, That's awesome. there's a, a graphic novel series for young readers about like dragons called wings of fire. That's mm-hmm. really great. That you can just pick up at Walmart. And I started her off on that and she loves uh, Gwen Stacy. She loves ghost spider, okay. spider Gwen. Very cool. And I happened to get in right when they were do, releasing that mini series, the Gwen verse that they've got going on right yeah. now. And she, her eyes light up. We, I missed the second issue. And uh, so I had to, my local shop wasn't able to get it quickly. And so I just ordered it online and that came in a couple of days ago and I didn't tell her that it was coming. And the man, the look on her face when, when she, when she got that, it made me so happy. I love seeing not only the fact that it's one of my kids, I just love seeing mm-hmm. somebody that is, you know, a young kid getting into comic books. Cause I feel like I, it's, it's such an important thing. Things. It's such mm-hmm. an important thing to, introduce it, it's a great way to get kids to read i was talking to my wife about it the other day that i really wish that i had the opportunity to get into comic books when i was a kid because i didn't start reading until i was in high school again right. you know sob story we didn't have one around but i i can't imagine how much quicker i would have gotten into reading as a kid if i could have been reading an iron man comic if yeah. i could have been reading about spider-man or batman or superman um and so i i love seeing young people especially starting to get into this industry and into this this hobby i think it's i think it's fantastic um, yeah my uh, my lcs you know they're pretty active on instagram and every time they or quite a few times they will post a picture of a kid or two like a, a parent will come in and get their books but they bring their kids and their kids mm-hmm. have comics or they have this really cool red couch in there sometimes there'll be kids sitting on the couches reading comics and they take mm-hmm. a picture and i that's one of my favorite things in the world is like there's nothing better than kids reading comic books you know yeah. i just think that's that's fantastic and I mean, I love anybody reading comics, but when you see a kid doing it mm-hmm. and they really sort of latch onto it, I mean, that's something that can stay with them forever. I mean, they right. stay with me for three quarters of my life, you know, so they can, that's something that they can really, you know, carry with them throughout life. And it's really cool. And it oh, keeps, yeah. them, keeps them young too. You know, I mean, I, I'm, I'm an old man, but I it, mentally, I feel like I'm super young because right. I'm still into like, you know, all this fun stuff. I'm not saying that comics are made for kids or whatever because they're definitely some of them definitely some aren't. of them definitely are not yeah but they are fun and yeah i feel like mentally they keep me fun and happy and that kind of thing and it makes me feel younger yeah yeah also, also i think that uh if anybody that's listening to this that is not already a comic book reader when free comic book day comes around mm. that is one of the, the greatest things i i think that that is a phenomenal resource. You know, I took all of my kids. I got five kids. Yeah. I took all of them to the comic shop and I was taking pictures of them getting to pick out the, the, the books and everything that they wanted to read. Cause they always have some good stuff for kids, great IDW books. And you know, some of the yeah. cartoon network stuff, yeah, just, just awesome. And, uh, and I also had Ian there on free comic book day. So I have my sixth nice. kid with me. One so. of his kids. <laughs> yeah, one <laughs> right. of the kids, but um, now I lost my train of thought. Cause I was thinking about, my kids reading comics and it made me happy. I had to go back to my list here. Well, yeah. we were talking about free comic book day and like that. I, I will definitely take full advantage of going down and grabbing a free comic book because of, uh, it, it'll kind of get you into new things. Sometimes oh, yeah. you didn't think you would read before, like mm-hmm. not to sound again, snobbish, but it's like, I don't really want to like, I'm, I want to spend $4, five dollars on something i know i'm gonna like try mm-hmm. to enjoy and get into but if i go down there and i pick something up for free and i'm like that's actually really good and i wouldn't mind spending the money going forward on it 
I feel like it gets you into new things or yeah. for Derek's kids, um, anything is new to them since they're kind of, you know, just getting started. And when I'm, every time I go down there, I don't have children. So I have to live through my friends. So when I go with Derek and, <laughs> and they're just like, Oh, okay, look what I got. And I'm like, Oh, that's really cool. And I'm not like exaggerating. That's really cool. Like, mm, yeah. and we just nerd out just me and these children. So that's, you're right. I am your sixth child. You really are. You're <laughs> one of the kids. <laughs> yeah. My children call you on gold. Yeah. 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 It's great. Just going in there and the, and the, the, the store is always extra packed. You know, this, this past free comic book day at my shop, it, you know, it was just so many people in there mm-hmm. and I love it. You know, I love seeing so many people because it means that people are getting, um, are, are uh, engaging with this awesome hobby. Mm-hmm. It means my shop, which I love. And I love everybody that works there. They're all really good friends of mine. You know, I love seeing them be busy and have customers mm-hmm. and making all these sales. Like it's just a win-win for everybody. It's such a great day. Yeah, yeah. It's it's one of my favorite days of the year. I'm mm-hmm. always yeah, same. Very excited when it comes around. Yeah, I treat oh, it like a holiday. Like I was like yeah. excited. Yeah. Like the day yeah. before, I was like, oh man, tomorrow's free comic book day. I can't wait to go down and do this and that. Like I, I love it. Yeah, I missed it for a long time because of my job. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I work for the post office, and so I get done when I get done. Yeah. And there are a lot of times where I've missed out on it. And the last two years in a row, I've been able to actually go and have nice. a solid amount of time and get to buy some books, get my free books. You know, I meet Ian down there and we, we, we go to town on, uh, on all of the goodies that they, that they have. So definitely, like, I, like I said, if you're not into comic books, when free comic book day comes around, which is always in, what is it? The first weekend in May. It's the, it's the first Saturday, first in Saturday in May. Now, last year it was in August because, uh, you know, COVID sort of, you know, shuffled things around for right. a couple of years, but it seems to be back on track now. So if it sticks with the, with its standard schedule, yeah, it's the first Saturday, first Saturday in, in, May. in May. Yeah. Yeah. So something for you guys to look forward to next, uh, next spring. Uh, yeah. We touched on it a little bit earlier and I wanted to bring this up also because again, one of the reasons that I followed you on TikTok is because of the positivity that you bring. And one thing that I'm seeing that is a a real disappointment that I want to kind of push against is the idea that somebody that comes into comics because they watch the movies Mm -hmm. are somehow not a true comic book fan. Yeah. And I think that that's ridiculous. I know that you've talked against it, but how important do you think it is to, and I know your answer already, but I'm trying to lead it, have a leading (laughs) question. How important, how important do you think it is to foster a good experience for people that are coming in just having seen the movies. I mean, it's very important, you know, I mean, um, cause this is, you know, it, this is supposed to be a fun hobby, like it's entertainment, right. And right. it doesn't have to be like super serious. I use it as an escape. If I'm stressed about work or I'm worried about something, if I just read a comic book, like I forget about everything. Mm-hmm. So it's just entertainment. Um, there's no reason to, you know, like I guess gatekeep or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like, um, you, I don't like to say it because I don't want to sound negative because I don't mean it in a negative way, but there are less people reading comics today than there right. were like say in the nineties and the nineties is not a good barometer for no, no, it's, the it's, 90s not, was... it's not a good baseline for comics for, for, for the success of comics because it was, everything was artificial and inflated. Yeah. So, and I do see a lot of comparisons like, Oh, comics used to sell in the millions. Yeah. That was 30 years ago. And that was a lot of artificial mumbo jumbo. That was people tra- speculators trying to make money off of, off of, yeah buying up everything yeah so that's not a good that's not a good measure but but admittedly there are less people i don't mean there's no people just there's less people than that used to read especially like in the 80s and the 70s but um 
but we want as many people to read this and enjoy and, and partake and enjoy this hobby as we want to. So, yeah, I mean, I, I can't imagine anybody not wanting more people in this or saying, you know, oh, you don't know, you don't have a good, a big collection or you barely read anything. So you mm -hmm. don't know anything like none of that. Like it, the doors are wide open. We welcome everybody, you know, right. Come on in regardless of experience, regardless of collection size, regardless of knowledge. Come on in. Right. The water's warm. You know, we'll all hang out and, and, and enjoy this together. Yeah. And I think it's important for if you're a fan of comic book, like, you know, we all every all three of us here grew up in a time where it was not a cool thing to be into comic books. Sure. You know, I, I, I very clearly remember getting a lot of crap in high, even though I was a relatively popular guy in school. Again, tiny school. I wouldn't be popular anywhere else, but <laughs> I was a relatively popular guy. And still, I remember getting made fun of for enjoying comic books for liking superheroes for liking star wars god can you imagine there was a time where yeah liking weird. star wars would get you beat up like the only reason i didn't get beat up on a regular basis is because i was taller than everybody that was at the school <laughs> so i think it's really important for us now for people that have been in this hobby for so long to make it a more welcoming space than it has been in the past mm -hmm. and you know i see so often people online on youtube on TikTok, on all kinds of social media that are trying to say, oh, well, you know, the only reason you like this and this or that is because you don't know about the comics. The only reason you like this is because you don't know about you don't you've never read the comics. And, you know, the only reason you want to read this is because you watch Gar Guardians of the Galaxy. And that's not the real Guardians of the Galaxy. And this and I think it's such a silly thing. I know that like Ian is one of the biggest Batman fans that I've ever met. And when when any Batman movie comes out, Somebody is asking him about a character. Somebody's asking him about storylines. And I know for a fact, because I've seen him do it, and it's the same thing that, that we all should do. Just answer questions if somebody's got a question about it. I sure. think it's so important. Yeah. You know, I, there, the reason I brought up getting made fun of in school is because there was a time where nobody cared what I thought about superheroes. Now, because of the, the success of the MCU and, and comic book movies in general, now people come to me and actually want to know what I have to say. And want to want to ask me questions about something they don't know. Oh, what did that post credits scene mean? I remember when when yeah. Thanos showed up at the end of Avengers, and I like jumped out of my seat, and there were people that turned around and looked at us, and like it, it, you know the couple of us that knew who it was, and were just like, "What is that? What does that mean? Who's that? Yeah. What's that?" Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's such a fun feeling, and I, I don't understand the idea that we have to make somebody feel like they're not a real fan because they're coming into it from the movies. I, I, think I mean, the movies crazy. are a great gateway. I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I hate to say, it, I don't really know how else. I mean, if, if not for movies or TV nowadays, I don't really know how else somebody would, would kind of find out about comics, you know, like right. if you took all that away mm -hmm. because like when, you know, when, when I grew up eighties and nineties, like no, there was no internet, no streaming, no, nothing like mm -hmm. that. So there were, and I made a video about this once too, like there was just simply less forms of entertainment. So right. there was less to choose from. I mean, there's still tons of stuff to do, but like video games weren't like these hundreds of hours long mm -hmm. experiences. You know, they were just like Except for Ninja Gaiden. Sit down. Well, yeah, <laughs> <I'm all laughs> dying, yeah. But um, there, so was just, times. there was like just a little bit less entertainment to pick from. And right. that's why um, when, and, and I was thinking about I was talking about uh, this with a friend of mine a while back. Like when I grew up, I didn't have a TV or a game console in my bedroom. So um, when I had to go. Uh, when I had to go to my room, not cause like I was in trouble, but like if my parents went to bed, uh, they made me go to my room at least. So I wouldn't be watching blaring the TV or whatever. 
I didn't have anything else to do in my room and I read comic books. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, a kid could be like, okay, no problem. And I'll just, you know, re- scroll through my phone or whatever. But there was just simply less, less going on back then, you know, so you know, comics was, was, was a thing. But nowadays there's iPads and video games and streaming and YouTube and all this stuff. And um, without movies and TV, like I just don't see how a kid would, I mean, and I'm not talking, and I hate to say that because I don't want to make it seem like you own the movies are the only way in, but I'm just saying like comic books aren't really marketed. Like you don't right. see advertisements on TV or anything. So if you completely took away movies and TV, like I just don't see what would, what would grab a child's attention or, or right. make them notice comics. For me, so it's that's like, why I'm glad the movies and TV shows exist because right. it can yeah. more people in. For me, it's kind of the same. It's just like when I grew up, like Derek said, we didn't have a lot of comic book shops. So we lived through cartoons and action figures. So yeah. that's like me saying, well, you don't know this and this because you just got it from the movies. If it wasn't for those like 90s cartoons, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been able to get into it as much either. Like growing up where I grew up, grew up and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. And then the trading cards, like you said, action figures and and then they, they played a lot of reruns of like the uh, old like Spider-Man cartoon from like, you know, like yeah. the 70s, 80s and the Batman cartoons and Batman on Scooby-Doo and stuff like that. So, I mean, if I don't get into that, I don't really get into I mean, it was kind of reversed for me. That's how I got into comic books was through like yeah. cartoons and and, and uh, what was the media back then where you, right. know, you couldn't just jump on YouTube and be like batman what the hell is that and then look into it like because it was an ad that popped up like it wasn't yeah. like that for us so you just kind of had to i don't want to say learn the hard way but it, there wasn't you know it, there was obviously internet back in the early 90s growing up but it was not nearly as popular you can't go to somebody's house today and and more than likely not have the internet back right. then <laughs> you were considered somebody important if you had internet oh yeah and i'm talking this dial up dial up internet <laughs> oh, the yeah. slowest the, ter- the pterodactyl uh, screeching those were the days unplug yeah, the phone were. cord from the wall so oh does anybody need to make a phone call because i'm about to get on the <laughs> internet Mm-hmm. And uh, and you just couldn't get on there and search like, oh, well, I saw this character in this movie. I wonder who that is. And you Google search yeah. it. It wasn't like that back mm-hmm. then. You had cartoons and, and uh, comic books. And like I said, action figures. I remember like I'd go into like Kmart was big around here and then Walmart. You go in there to see an action figure. And there were some people I'd see and then like an X-Men action figure. I'm like, I don't know who the hell this is. Yeah. He's not in the cartoon. <laughs> right. So... <laughs> Well, that's you know, that's like, like you know my story about the trading cards in 1991. I was like, I don't know who these people are, but I yeah. really want to know. I've got they to find cool. out. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah they or look they, awesome. And they had that little bio on the back, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. explaining yeah, like, what everything oh, this was. This guy's stronger than that guy, but that yeah. guy's smarter than that guy. I want to mm-hmm. find out more about that. Holy cow! I mean, it's just crazy to think without those cards, I would even. Yeah. I don't know what I'd be doing right now. If I'm sorry, even arcade games like the X Men. Oh yeah, X Men arcade, the Captain America and the Avengers. Oh my god, which we need to get together and play that again. Oh man, it's so much fun. Yes, yes, yeah. We, I don't know if you heard the story about it. I talked the owner of our theater who opened up an arcade. I talked him into buying a copy or an actual stand-up arcade of Captain America and the Avengers. Awesome. And so we all spent a lot of a lot of coins on that not long ago crowding around yeah. it which as adults it's a, a lot video. harder to, a lot harder to crowd around that tiny little thing well we have the smaller <laughs> version of that because derek i'll tell you i went to the barcade in new albany the version they have is much larger 
Yeah. Well, and they used the to have one we one. the one we were uh, on was made for children, and the one that <laughs> so uh, little <laughs> we saw uh, we were Ian and I were playing. Uh, I want to say it was the Turtles arcade game. Yeah, and we actually went through and beat that whole thing. So the whole time we're playing, they're trying to move that. Uh, uh, captain america and the avengers like next to us so they're moving the whole thing and we're just sliding and playing the whole time <laughs> and they were like i'm so sorry but they were just dumping tokens into our cups oh it was wow. like sorry for the inconvenience and just kept and i was just like hey that's okay we're gonna beat this yeah. game tonight yeah, it's worth it yeah no problem <laughs> yeah, yeah and i was just like oh i can adapt even if i die i've got eight thousand tokens on here but uh yeah we we did really well for happening and i don't think i ever moved from the screen my eyes were just fixated <laughs> as i just and I'm like, I can adapt. It's fine. And um, they moved that thing over. And I remember looking over and I was like, the thing is huge compared it's to the one so that we had. God, imagine if we had that one. But yeah, uh, there's a video of us <laughs> on TikTok somewhere. I don't know if it's still, it's, I don't know how TikTok works. I don't know if you can go back to the archives <laughs> and find that. Yeah, it's, it's pinned to the top of our page. We're like literally just shoulder to shoulder scrunched in <laughs> playing awesome. this game. I couldn't I move see my that hand now, yeah. the next morning. Like, oh, like my, I was, we were, we were literally my like, was on fire. It's, it's not one of those one up like Walmart arcade. It's a full size arcade, but okay. I was wondering, it's about just, that, yeah. it's just one of the older ones, you know, one mm-hmm. of the original ones that they shipped out that is for four players, but it's the size of a standard arcade. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you are, you are scrunched in as four large adult men that we were right. four, four, we got men pretty far in their, in, in, in their mid to late thirties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Grown, grown men grown men which is fun i'm just saying like it's not it's not made for people of our statues right <laughs> no not at all <laughs> we made it work though yeah we did but i, I was gonna bring up one one last thing about that uh, uh, about the whole gatekeeping culture yeah is that the people that i see gatekeeping against people coming in from the movies are people my age it's like i know you got into this because you watched the x-men art like the sure, X-Men yeah. cartoon yeah it's the yeah. same thing man it's not that's what that was my point yeah 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 so i it's so silly to me. The only thing I would, the only uh, that I would say, you know, comparing, you know, wanting people to know the comics if they know the movies is is the opposite. So like, if people um, rail against something that happened in the movies, and I made a bunch of videos about this a couple weeks ago about Sam Wilson being Captain America, and there's so mm-hmm. many people like, oh, Sam Wilson can't be Captain America. We had that same argument. I, I go back. Down. I go the other way. I say, well, before you, you know, get on your high horse about this. You might want to learn the history of this. You know, mm-hmm. Sam Wilson's being Captain America for the last seven years in the comics, and and I'm not, and I don't, I don't ever like um, disparage anybody for not knowing the stories from the comics. But I do think that if you are going to make like a um, sort of a, a a derogatory video about a character or about if something, you're going to belittle like, people about, like if you're going to belittle something, you might yeah. want to know the history first. You know, like right. I, I would never want to you know, act like I know everything about something. If I've never really studied the history, I just posted a mm-hmm. video to this morning about legacy carrier characters and somebody mm-hmm. saying, well, legacy characters and Marvel feel forced. And I'm like, well, really? Because, you know, and I went back to the, you know, human torch in 1939 and then the other human torch in 1961. And they're, you know, tried to show the history. So before you say something uh, a little bit um, unsavory like that, maybe learn the history. But I would never right. go the other way to say, well, you can't, you you only like this because you don't know this or whatever. I would just, I, I just use it as sort of a, as a way to educate people who yeah. kind of yeah. act ignorant about stuff like that. Yeah, and they, they do act ignorant about it, especially like when you bring up Sam Wilson as Captain, like you said, he's been Captain America in the comics yeah. for a long time. I mean, yeah, he went back to the Falcon for a little while, but for a little I mean, bit. He's, he's Captain America right now. And I have yeah. to say, 
the Sam Wilson book is better than the Steve Rogers book right I, now. I like it. I like them both very right. much. But the I Sam do too. Wilson but book, the Sam I like Wilson it just a little bit better. I think it's. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. I like yeah, it. I'm. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. So yeah, and and the the whole argument. And okay, I'm gonna try and not go off on on too many rabbit trails. We've already been talking yeah. for almost an hour. Um, the the argument about legacy characters. I, I hate to bring up race mm-hmm. too much in this argument, but it feels like the characters that have been that are legacy characters that are a, dif- a different ethnicity from the original character get such a harsher treatment than those that oh, are the sure. same. Like you yeah. look at look at Green Lantern. Green Lantern is my favorite DC comic character, and specifically mm-hmm. Kyle Rayner, who is the fourth Green Lantern. Well, fifth, if you count Alan Scott. I mean, we're talking, but nobody had a problem with Kyle Rayner because he looks like a, he's actually Hispanic in the comics, but he looks, you know, very similar to Hal Jordan. But yeah. they had a problem with Jon Stewart when he was first introduced. Nobody has a problem with Wally West until the new 52, where all of a sudden now right. Wally West <laughs> is a black, a black man. Yeah. And I, I feel like I see that so frequently and it's such a such a ridiculous debate. The same thing with like Val Zod or Calvin Ellis. We've talked about them a lot on this podcast mm-hmm. with with all the the Superman movie news. You know, everybody's so angry about them when it's a, but nobody cares about Superboy. You know, nobody right. nobody complains. And I, I think it's such a disingenuous argument to be made that oh, I'm against legacy characters, but only when they look significantly different yeah. from the character that I'm used to. Yeah, and you know, and I, I've I've called people out before, like, wow, you're you're bigotry showing or whatever. Oh no, it's not that. I just don't, you know, I just like, I just think that only Steve Rogers should be cap or whatever. But but like you said, it's only you know, I mean, you nobody could ever have a legitimate argument against legacy characters unless they're willing to speak out against all the Green Lanterns, all mm-hmm. the Flashes, all the Robins. You know, if you were if you yeah, really legitimately <laughs> don't like legacy characters, then you think that only Jay Garrick should be Flash, only Alan Scott Green Lantern, only mm-hmm. Dick Grayson be Robin. Um, and and if you don't have a problem with any of those, but you do have a problem with some others, then yeah, there's a there's a there's a small there's a ulterior reason there. Yeah, that I think needs to be brought to the forefront. In all honesty, and I know that you know I don't really talk about it much on you know on TikTok or anything like that, but it does it has been bothering me that it's been so loud lately that oh, it's yeah, been, sure. it's been so loud to the point where it's hard to talk about. Like I, I did a couple of videos talking about how I thought that they should recast Chad Bozeman as T'Challa. I thought they mm-hmm. should recast T'Challa. And I got called out on a couple of those videos of people thinking that it was that I, I shouldn't be talking about it because I'm a white guy. And mm-hmm. I, I, it annoys me so much that when I, to, to be lumped in with those people. It's like, no, 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 watch, watch, watch other videos, watch other things that I've talked about. You know, I, I, I just had a thing about Chadwick Boseman and the same sentence. I said, I thought they should have recast Carrie Fisher as Leia when she passed away because the character is so important. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know where I was going with that. I just, I, well, I, get, you know, I get incredibly frustrated with, with the, well, one other thing I'll say about that too is, um, you know, I remember like talking about Sam Wilson specifically back in 2015 when he became captain America, just for like a short amount of time, I was a little bit, I was like, oh man, mm-hmm. not because of Sam Wilson being Captain America, but because Steve Rogers, who's the character I grew up with, him, mm-hmm. he was now old and kind of off to the side. So it wasn't that I had a problem with Sam as Cap. It was that Steve, Steve was more or less gone. You know, Steve, yep. it's not even, and it's not even that Steve wasn't Cap because he wasn't Cap when Bucky was Cap. 
But um, and I loved Bucky as Cap and Steve as director of Shield. Mm-hmm. But it's it when Sam was Cap, Steve was old and kind of not as prevalent. And that's that's all I was was bummed about. There you go. <laughs> yeah, actually, so that's right, that's what up. I was bummed about. But um, but now that Steve is Cap and Sam is Cap, like that's that's great. That's the best yep. of both worlds, you know. And if I grew up with Steve Rogers as Captain America, I have Steve Rogers Captain America. If somebody else likes Sam Wilson as Cap. They have him too. Like everybody wins. Like I don't understand, you know, when Tony Stark supposedly died and Riri Williams took over as Iron Man for a bit. I was like, oh man, Tony Stark died again. Mm-hmm. They tried that in the nineties right. and it was kind of lame. He's but died so he, many times. Yeah, <laughs> but he's he's back. Iron Man's Tony Stark is there. That's awesome for me because I grew up with him and it's awesome for you because he's your favorite. But mm-hmm. Riri Williams is out there wearing suit of armor as Ironheart. And for the people that like her, they have, they have her too. So everybody wins. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why the existence of Ironheart doesn't diminish the existence of Iron Man. You know, you can have, you can have them all. Like everybody can have something that they like. Yeah. That's that's what I don't get. I I, I don't either. It doesn't make any sense to me. And even, even I can understand being frustrated. Excuse me. Like when your favorite character, if they write them out, like with, with Hal Jordan back in the nineties, when Kyle Rayner, took over Mm -hmm. as green lantern dc wanted to get rid of all the green lanterns they wanted to get rid of hal jordan they wanted to start fresh and this is the only green lantern there's no more core nothing if you're a hal jordan fan you were furious about that understandably they took your character they did some really questionable things with them excuse me and then they replaced him completely with a character that was basically spider-man with a green lantern ring which i love that's one of the reasons why i love kyle rayner so much yeah but so I can understand being a little frustrated about it, but at the same time, be open. Like, you know, Iron Man's my favorite character. And when, when he died off at the end of, well, quote unquote, when he died at the end of civil war two, I loved the iron heart series. I yeah. love Riri Williams. I, I, I immediately took to that character. I think she's a great character and all it takes is just being open to a new concept. Now you might read it and hate it. Miss Marvel as popular. as She is, is not a character that I enjoy reading. It, yeah and that's it, fine not everything's for everybody wasn't. you know and yeah and it's and it's super easy. and i say this at the end of all my youtube videos every week um there's so much stuff out there that it's super duper easy to find something that you like and it's equally as easy to just simply ignore the things that you don't and let everybody else if i don't if i don't make a connection with miss marvel um then i just don't buy the book but it doesn't hurt me that it exists because right. why should why should that book not exist just because I don't like it when, why should somebody not have a character that they like just because I don't have a connection to it? Like that's, that's ridiculous. So yeah, everybody should, everybody should have everything that they want, you know? And right now I feel like they do. Yeah. So for me, it's like, it's kind of the same as what you guys are saying. Like, obviously um, we've talked about this even tonight. Uh, I'm a big Batman fan, but I'm not going to stop watching a Batman movie because a heaping pile of garbage like Batman and Robin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I I own Batman Robin on Blu-ray. It's part of my collection because I love the character. I <laughs> never watched that movie since I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> I usually skip over it when I go back to watch the Batman movies, but it's still a part of it. It's and then I will go back and watch it because I, I I've tried, trust me, I've tried. And I'm like, maybe I was just too hard on it. I no, wasn't. You weren't. I was spot on. And it's just not a, a well done movie, but for nostalgia purposes, like I may go back and watch it because, like, I like Robin soon in it, and the fact that Chris O'Donnell's a grown man living with another grown man who <laughs> yeah. he calls who is supposed to be like his adopted father was just weird to me. Uh, but nonetheless, um, I'll still like 
watch Batman movies and 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 I'll still love the characters and uh, and all the same, even though like I feel like they kind of ruined Bane and everything. But I'm like, well, I'll give it another chance in the next one. And um, comic book wise, I'm so annoyed at what's happening uh, in Batman right now. With uh, I don't know how I hope I'm not ruining anything for anybody, even though this is like two or three years old. Um, well, this part isn't like Dick Grayson being shot in the head and oh, yeah. coming back and not knowing who he is and just being this complete douche. Now he's a completely different character. Are you talking I about Rick? That. Talking about Rick Grayson? Rick, Rick Grayson. Rick Grayson, yeah. About. Well, well, yeah, Rick Grayson and, I, and I hate it. You, I hate huh. that. I'm like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever read in my life. But I continue to read it because I'm like, hopefully it'll get better. And just because it's this one thing, I don't want to just completely discontinue. And then the heart and soul of that entire bat team is Alfred Pennyworth. And then they kill him off. And I'm like, that's the dumbest decision you could possibly make. It was make. a little rough. I still think he's going to come back. Simple. Like nobody. I, I, and I do so too. But at the same that. time, I also hate that fact that like every time somebody dies, it's like, uh, I'll give it a few issues. And yeah, it's, back. Yeah. it's just like, you know what I mean? That's such a cop out. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing is worse than that. I, and everybody complains about death in comics. And I agree with it hundred percent. When, when Damian Wayne died, were you reading Batman? That's what, when I'm, Damian t- that's what I'm talking about. Died? Yeah. When when Damien died, there were there was one of the best issues of a comic I have ever read, and that was the Batman and Robin issue with no dialogue. It was just mm-hmm. Batman out, you know, yeah. doing everything, and there's not a single word spoken in that entire mm-hmm. book, and it's the most beautiful comic book I've ever read. And then for them to bring Damien back less than a year later, it just cheapened that a little bit. I mean, the book's still fantastic. But I do get yeah. frustrated when they do that. My equivalent of that is when Aunt May supposedly died in Amazing Spider-Man in the mid nineties, mm-hmm. and I, I I can't remember. I think it was issue four hundred, or it might have been three sixty-five. I can't quite remember which. It was the most beautiful issue. Um, they they you know Peter and Aunt May spent the day. They went out to um, the top of the Empire State Building. And she's like, Peter, what's it like? He's like, what are you talking about? She's like, what's it like swinging above the city? He's like, what do you mean? She's like, she's like, dear, I've known you. I've known for years you're a Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And and she's and, and there was just such a beautiful scene. And then she passed away quietly in her sleep with Peter there at her side. And he was crying. Like, even as a kid, like I teared up. I was like, that is a beautiful story, a beautiful ending for Aunt May. And then like a year or two later, oh, it was just an actress hired by Norman Osborn. And she's mm-hmm. just been, you know, we, she's just been tied up in a room for two years. I was like, <laughs> you've got to be kidding me. That Do was you such feel a like beautiful it, story. It, it cheapens it at that point, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. 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 I was really, I was really bummed out about that. I mean, not that she, it's, it, it's weird to say I was bummed out. That she <laughs> the love of God, like stay just, dead. <laughs> that's all right, man. I just said I was bummed when they brought a 10 year old back from the dead. Well, so, I mean, true, it's yeah. all right. <laughs> But, no, uh, I, I, Stu, I, I let the kid die. Yeah. <laughs> let him sleep. No, I understand both the points that you're both making. I, I 100% agree with you. It's like once or twice is fine, not per character, but every now right. and again. Unless but now, like I said, constant. Well, which makes sense, though. I mean, that kind of makes sense. But like, if you're telling me like every time somebody dies, it's like, oh, just throw them in the Lazarus bit. Like, yep. well, okay, but when they did that with Jason Todd, it come back as this mutated, yeah, like person, and and it took forever for him to get back to like, being a normal thinking person. Yeah, and uh, then they throw Damien in there, and he comes out, and it's like, hey, it's okay. I was already crazy, so it doesn't really affect me. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that's. You're not wrong. Damien was already crazy. Old old rocking (laughs) chair right now. I just realized I'm squeaking a lot. That's all right. 
Sorry, that's not my chair. Those are my knees. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we understand. All right. So I have one more main topic I want to get to, and then we can we can talk about whatever after that. But yeah. another thing that that a lot of people that there have been a lot of doomsayers about the health of the comic book industry right now. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, I wanted you to talk about that because you put out some great videos, and I know you're rehashing stuff that people can just sure. go and watch. But no, that's fine. Health, I can talk about this stuff all day long. Like, it's sorry, dangerous. I just want to understand the question. Health? How? What do you mean? Well, like, there, there, there are quite a few people online saying that comic books are in a worse place now. Like the comic book industry, sales wise, are the worst place that it's been. You know that that it's that it's on the decline, and that it's you know circling the drain, basically. And so I wanted to get your your take on that because you actually had some some facts and figures to tell people in yeah. the in the past showing yeah, that that's so, not exactly true. Yeah, it's not true at all. Um, anytime you see somebody saying, you know, and they don't they only ever talk about Marvel and DC, right? Like they say Mar or they say comics are dying, but they only ever really mean Marvel and DC. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, sales are down, and you know they're on their last leg. It's absolutely not true. Um, there's a site called Comicron and another site called ICV2. And they Comicron especially like focuses heavily on sales and, and sales data, that kind of thing. And every so often they will put out sales numbers. Um, and just um, a few months ago, they put out a, a report for sales for 2021. The comics industry as a whole brought in almost 2.1 billion with a B dollars in 2021. Wow. <laughs> now, a lot of that was um, graphic novels. Mm-hmm. And I was going to pull up that because uh, I had the exact number here. Um, it, so graphic novels was 1.165 billion of that. Um, and a lot of that is manga and that's, so you will hear that comics are dying, manga's winning. And my thing is like, what, what are they winning? Like, what's the competition? Like they're not competing with each other. They're both on the shelf. It's like, it would be like Coke sells more. So Pepsi is dying. Well, no, it's just more people buy Coke, but Pepsi still breaks in tons of money. Tons mm-hmm. of people drink it. It's the same thing with comics. So manga and Western comics, they aren't competing with each other. Um, it's it's awesome that we have both and you just go pick what you like. Right. But manga does sell most, mo- uh, more than Western comics. And you can just see the numbers. But um, so overall, two almost $2.1 billion. Manga sold over just a little over $1 billion of that. But um, if you compare year over year, um, the sales of Western comics, like single issues, increased by 53% from 2021 to 2020, increased from 2020 to 2019. I don't have that percentage. Um, now, manga and graphic <clears throat> novel sales increased 76% from 2021 to 2020. So that was a huge growth. Mm-hmm. But Western comics also grew, like sales numbers. Now, people also say, well, Western comics today don't sell like number of units like they don't right. sell anywhere near like what they used to and again like we'll f- we'll take the 90s out of that the 90s right. should not be used to compare but like it is true that in the 60s 70s and 80s like comics were selling hundreds of thousands mm-hmm. or i mean like one um one issue like right. one issue Single of issue. batman maybe not batman but like spider-man or something would sell hundreds of thousands of issues whereas nowadays something like spider-man might sell like sixty thousand. so units are down um but sales are up and of course the price of comics are uh you know four dollars for a comic versus you know 65 cents for a comic in the in the 80s but um but the but it's growing like sales dollar sales from 2021 to 2020 went up 
And I don't know how you can say that an industry is dying when it brings in more money this year than it did last year. Right. So, you know, that, that to me is just crazy. Like, it's just like, it's just, you can look at the numbers and it's right there. And, 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 you know, people try to throw back, Oh, that's, that's, you know, that's all manga. A lot of it's manga, but they are tracked separately. Manga <clears throat> is tracked separately from comics and you can see the growth for both of them. So any, any, anybody saying that the industry is on its last leg, that's, it's just not true. Like there are, right. there are numbers and data to show that's not true. Well, and even, even if they, even if it is all manga, manga is, mm-hmm. it's still comic books. Right. Yeah. It's just from different studios, you know, it sure. reads, it reads different. It's still the same medium. It's still pictures and words on a page. Yeah. And now that does that take in digital sales at all? Or is that just physical um, sales? Yeah. So uh, digital because, uh, digital's, digital is included mm-hmm. in that because I think yeah, that so- digital caused a, a boom, especially with like we were talking about with the ease of getting a digital comic. It's, it, it, I, I think the digital people kept saying that digital was going to kill print. I think that if it wasn't for digital, they would probably be in a much, much worse situation than, yeah, so than I, they ever could have possibly been without it. So I was looking at the wrong chart. So $2.1 billion last year for everything. Mm-hmm. Manga was almost one and a half billion of that. Mm-hmm. But then um, physical single issues were 435 million. And then digital was 170 million. Right. Um, and digital, it doesn't, this article I'm looking at on Comicron does not have the increase for digital. Um, so, you know, individual single issues went up 53%. It doesn't mm-hmm. have the increase for digital, but it does say that it did increase. Right. So digital is doing fine too, but it's still just a, it's a smaller slice of the pie. Right. But digital is growing as well. So do you think it's ridiculous, the idea that digital is going to kill print? Anytime um, in, the, in the near future. Yes. That I is mean, eventually, because, eventually it will. Yeah. Because so, digital, physical media is going away. But with comic books, it right. feels like we've got more time than with other mediums. Yeah. Maybe one day digital comics will kill physical, but not any time. I don't expect it within like 20 years, probably. Because mm-hmm. um, if you look at it, so of that $2.1 billion that everything sold, digital comics, the sales of digital comics was only 8% of that. Right. Oh, you know, if if something is if digital comics is only eight percent of the overall sales for everything, then yeah, it's going to be a long time before digital takes over anything. And um, and it's weird because in every other medium, we pretty much moved on to digital. Mm-hmm. Like uh, we stream movies, um, we every, we stream music for sure. Oh yeah, um, I haven't bought physical we, music in yeah. twenty years. Like we're buying video games from Steam and the PlayStation Store, things like that. So we're getting like we all the all the other mediums are very uh are moving very heavily into digital and a lot of people are using digital but comics still aren't there yet you know and mm-hmm. i think a, a part of it is i feel like uh, marvel and dc don't do the best job of advertising marvel unlimited and dc yeah. universe infinite now that wouldn't really count for sales because those are subscription services but digital comics as a whole just aren't really advertised very well. Right. And, um, and I think that's a mistake because we talked about it at the top of the show. Like that's a great way for people to get in is like, everybody's mm-hmm. got an iPad or a phone. That means you have access to everything you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but like these companies just don't advertise it that much. They, they might in the back of like, a in the back of a Batman comic, you know, you might turn the page and say, Oh, DC universe. And that's cool. But um, there's not like ads on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when I went to see the Batman um, earlier the year in, in IMAX, they ran, they had like the 10 minutes before they were just like going through like different 
cards and graphics and stuff on the screen. And one mm-hmm. of them was like, read Batman and DC Universe. And I was like, that's pretty cool that they're advertising digital, but they're not hyping it up like on TV ads or right. in front of every Marvel movie and in front of every Marvel show. There should be, or at the end, did you like what you saw? Yep. Read more at you know Marvel Unlimited or, and again, because that's not a great example because those aren't those wouldn't be counted as sales like every month but like you know if you want more um go to comiXology or Mm -hmm. you know buy them from the marvel online store or something like they just aren't advertising it that way yeah it seems like the only people they're advertising for or to are people that already know about it like exactly i I get emails about marvel unlimited sales and i get emails about comiXology it's yeah. like, yeah, but I've had all of those, sir. I don't have them right now, but why are you yeah. advertising to me like I don't know what this yeah, don't is? Don't tell me. Tell, 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 the other tell these guy people that have no idea. That know where to re- yeah. Tell the other guy over there that wants to read but doesn't know where to start. Like, go tell him about it. So until like um until the advertising for that, until the um the public awareness of digital comics really blows up, there's there's no way that digital comics will ever uh, overtake print comics. I I think it one day maybe. Right. But like you said, near future, 10, 15, even 20 years from now, I just don't see it happening. Ian, you want to chime in at all? Do you think digital is going to overtake print anytime soon? Man, I never know, honestly. I mean, I, I would I would say no. But, you know, I, I didn't think. I feel like when digital music came out, CDs plummeted. Uh, and I know you just gave the numbers and it's not you know exactly the same and it probably costs more to print on uh, cds as it as it does like print comics but uh i mean nowadays like they're trying to just push digital so much that like i mean i haven't my car is a 2020 it doesn't even come with a cd player anymore yeah but then the yeah. funny part is they're bringing vinyl back yeah right <laughs> and then vinyl's like it's like 40 dollars for an album a right. brand new album that came out in the 80s. You right. know what I mean? So it's just like, yeah, but it was freshly printed. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, well, I'll just listen to it for free because I, I'm not. Well, I mean, it's not necessarily free, but it's, you know, if you pay like $10 for a streaming service, you could basically get it at your fingertips. I love collecting. That's another example. Like, I like collecting vinyl, like albums and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like, you're paying a lot to to, to get something mm-hmm. that you could get at your fingertips. And and, and if it's like, if I'm going to go that route, you know, $40 for an album, like I said before, like I could buy like 10 comics almost for that. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm probably going to go go that route because i just i don't know either way like i just like collecting in general i just think it's a cool thing to do (laughs) for me even if somebody else like derek you brought up earlier people making fun of you i mean i'm gonna make fun of you regardless because that's just who i am as a person (laughs) but it's just like i don't really give a shit like if somebody like starts making fun of me for oh like oh you collect comics i'm like yeah there's like oh that's lame i'm like okay well we're done talking yeah right i don't care yeah, I'm, I'm still yeah, don't I don't care. Uh, you you think it's lame? Well, I should probably return them all. Then it's just not going to happen. I don't do it for them. I do it for me. Right. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. Is like, I mean, the world sucks, right? I don't want to sound like all pessimistic, but like, the world sucks. Life is short. Like what you, you like. Know, yeah, like what you like, man. As long as you're not hurting anybody, I will say yeah. that, like, um, you know, you don't want to be aggressive about it. Like, uh, I when I used to work in an office, there was a guy who loved disc golf. And he would spend an hour every morning going to everybody's cube. Oh, let me tell you about what I did at the disc golf course today. And I was like, that's awesome, but I don't really care because that's not my thing. <laughs> so as long as you're not like in somebody's face about it, say, oh, you know, I got the new issue of Spider-Man. You should read it. And they're like, I don't care. But, you know, you don't have to be like in people's faces about it. But if it's something for you, then go for it. You know, absolutely do whatever you want to do, like whatever you want to like, because life is short and 
we need all the happiness and, and fun that we can get while we're here. And, and yeah, especially with all the agreed. stuff that's going on in the world, just you, we got to look for those things that make us happy. Yeah, I I got I have friends that try to get into to like the Marvel movies in DC. Mm-hmm. Well, mainly Marvel movies because there's not a lot of good DC movies out there, but uh, not newer ones at least. But right. uh, they'll, they, if if they do try to get into like, and I'll I'll say it, I've said it before. Um, I'm a huge Batman fan. I loved the Robert Pattinson version of Batman, and I, I thought I was gonna hate so it. So good. I you can ask up Eric, until I, up until I the moment that movie started. <laughs> until the in the theater, the moment before that movie started, he's like, I don't know about it this sucks. man. I don't, I don't know about this Robert Pattinson. This is going to be terrible. Yeah, it said, sucks. Just, he just sucks. Be patient. It's going to be awesome. It's going to yeah, be good. And then from the opening so line, good. I was just like the whole time I was watching like this. And I was like, 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 in my seat. Because He's I was journaling. Catching, yeah, I was Finally, Batman's like, journaling. Yeah, and I was catching things <laughs> like, uh, and then I had this conversation with somebody recently. They said, they said, uh, so you liked? I was like, yeah. And they're like, well, I didn't really care for it. And I'm like, oh, okay, why not? And then they tell me, and they're like, why did you care for it? And I'm like, well, I just thought like, and I hate saying this, but it's true. I'm like, I feel like they stayed true to the characters, and it was comic book accurate. I know that's not something you're supposed to say, <laughs> but I have no problem with things being comic book inaccurate as long as they make them cool and they don't change somebody completely in a lame way. Yeah. Like, I don't care if you change the race. I don't care if you change the profession. Like. The show Gotham was hit or miss for me. Mm. Uh, I first thought, season was great. I love it. Yeah, it started good, off with yeah. a bang. And like Edward, Edward uh, Nigma, they completely kind of changed his character. I didn't really care about his profession, him working there and him, him, him doing all that. But then like he kind of becomes like this psychopath and then the same as a uh, as an Edward Nash and, and, and the Batman. And then somebody mm-hmm. was just like, oh, he wasn't like that at all in the comics. I'm like, yeah he was especially the newer version the war of jokes and riddles like mm, he was, was a great story. walking yeah he was walking in the middle of the street and putting bullets in the middle of people's yeah. heads there were no riddles he was just going out shooting people right um well like so, you said comic accurate which comic yeah which yeah. comic you're, you're talking about how many decades back, like, of batman comics exactly are there? what comic yeah. Exactly, and it's that's why I say comic to book accurate think. to a version of of the Riddler. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, it was comic book accurate. It just depends on what era you read. If you're if you're basing it off Fred, Frank Gorshin, then no, it's not going to be accurate. <laughs> yeah. But if you're basing it off of like the newer, like like I said, War of Jokes, that's a that's a really cool like neat story between two villains that hadn't like. I mean, this is a Batman run comic, but they were in the background. It was mainly about the villains. They were in the forefront of that. So uh, when anybody asked me like, well, you know, I'm trying to get into this more and then I could go back and make comments like that and say, I mean, it's cool if you have digital because I can just say like, well, pull up your phone. Let me tell you what I suggest and I'll tell you what to read. And uh, if if you don't like that, then uh, then maybe like go to Google and see what other people suggest. But this is what gets me going and gets me into it and stuff like that. But it's it's much cooler for guys like the three of us sitting here uh, with our collections and 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 <laughs> Derek and I basically share a collection. And I say that by <laughs> I have books of Derek's that I've had for over a decade and. <laughs> I mean, anytime he wants loan. it. Yeah. yeah, anytime he wants it, it's his. Yeah. Obviously, you can have it back, but like, I'll read it, and then I can't tell you how many times I've. Uh, I don't know why I don't just buy the Long Halloween, but like, I will just borrow his constantly. Yeah. and I own Dark Dark Victory, but not. That's not weird. Long yeah, Halloween. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like we'll I said, just like swap. what you like. Yeah. yeah. 
So buy what you want, but that is, you, do, you know, that, that <laughs> yeah. would be a good thing to have on your shelf. Exactly. <laughs> the one without that, but like I said, instead of, I'm like, why would I buy it? I just borrow from Derek and he can have yeah. my dark victory. And when we want to read, we'll just swap them. We get done with the yeah. other, or I could just buy it. <laughs> right. To be but fair, when we were doing that, cool. we were younger and much poorer than we are right. now. <laughs> it's <is> true. <laughs> so, so yeah, to, to my point, it's basically, it's really cool to have like a graphic novel like that. And if somebody's like, why? Well, yeah, I want to get into comics. What should I read? I'm like, uh, my brother was one. He's a he, he was he grew up just like I did. Um, we we all grew up. Uh, he grew up just like I did. He's three years older than me. We watched the comics. We collected the cards. Had the action figures. Watched the shows. Everything. But he didn't really read comics. And he's a big Superman guy. And he was mm-hmm. starting to like read more Superman. And uh, and I I love Superman as well. But I'm like, well, you like Batman, obviously. He's like, yeah. I'm like, would you read a Batman comic? He's like, yeah. As long as it's good, I was like, well, I'm not going to turn you on to the shitty one. <laughs> so the first one I let him borrow was Hush. I, oh, yeah. That's a, to that's this moment, one. don't think he's ever given it back to me. <laughs> and uh, and that's fine. That's fine. Like I said, it's just a community here, basically, of everybody having each other's crap. And um, that's I thought that was a great one to start him off with. And he comes back. He's just like, oh, my God, I've read that thing twice already. I was like, oh, good. Give it back. But um no, he 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 loved it. So it's cool to be able to have these graphic novels on your person to be like, hey, what do you like? Oh, I like uh, Derek likes Green Lantern. Oh, do you have a Green Lantern graphic novel? Do I? And then you know, he, <laughs> I actually he did that with with Bob, or... with our uh, the the co-founder of Paperweight. He uh, never cared about Green Lantern at all. He he he's a Marvel guy. Spider Man's his guy. He doesn't really care about about DC. And uh, when I finally, I didn't start getting into Green Lantern until Jeff Johns run from the early 2000s and then i went back and it, other than like kyle rayner when i was a kid but when i actually started reading and uh so i have all the jeff johns almost all of his run not in like an omnibus but i had all the individual trades of it and so yeah. i was able to give him i was like okay read rebirth and when you're done with rebirth here here's sinestro core war when you're done with that here's blackest night when you're done and i was just like read these and you'll understand the character and it was really nice to be able to be like okay are you done with that okay now now read this and and be able to pick and choose and get them to to get a little bit of yeah. an understanding and a love for something that that I cared about. And that's that, the that Jeff John's example. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna say that Jeff John's Green Lantern, starting with Rebirth in two thousand eight. That's what got me reading DC Comics regularly. Before mm-hmm. that, I was just like piecemeal Death Superman and Nightfall, just the events and stuff. But I just I, in two thousand eight I started reading that and and I and it's been I've been full steam ahead on DC Comics every week, every month ever since mm-hmm. then. So I mean I love that stuff. Yeah, I'm unfortunately I don't. I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like, because uh, one of a, another person that that I follow on TikTok, on comic concierge, was talking about his mm. uh, the comic geek, whatever that League of Comic Geeks or something like that. Yeah. And uh, I was looking at that, and I thought I was looking at like building out my pull list, and I I stopped for a second. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is the first time in a long time, like in years. I do not have a DC book on my pull list on my pull list. Mm. And that bummed me out. Yeah, that, DC needs to get some stuff I, that, that that I'm into. The, I, I haven't I haven't the, been enjoying a lot of what they've been doing, unfortunately. Bat- and Batman I missed out right on like was the, the new creative team on Batman, Chip Zdarsky and uh, Jorge Menez. Uh, I love Chip this this newest issue that came out uh, a couple days ago or yesterday uh, or no mm-hmm. two days ago. Um, oof, it was awesome. It was a good like I, I do yeah, love Chip Zdarsky. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, if you want to get back on Batman, go get 125 and then 126 is new this week and you'll be you'll be set. Plus the new run of Detective Comics um 
there's just a new Ron V just started on this new issue that came out a couple weeks ago. And um, it's, it's really good. Like it's, it's setting up a cool story too. So Batman's there's a lot, there's too much Batman in DC right now, but the main yeah. two like Batman and detective, like those are, those are pretty solid. Yeah. I've also heard that the Nightwing run right now is fantastic, but I dropped off a Nightwing after Grayson and I didn't pick it back up. And so I've yeah. been daunted to get back into Nightwing. Yeah. Well, let me I buy, tell you, I, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, I was going to say, like, I buy Nightwing every month. Um, Tom Taylor's run is supposed to be great. I haven't read any of them yet, though, but just because I'm so <laughs> far behind on um, the Tiny and Era Batman stuff, which that which Tom Taylor's run sort of ran parallel to for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just wanted to read all that at once. So I've right. got all of Tom Taylor's Nightwings, but I haven't read the first one. But it's supposed to be really good, though. I'll probably pick it up when I'll, I'll pick up the trades as it yeah. as they come yeah, available. And, out already. Yeah. DC Unlimited got me back into Batman. The problem was the writing was so bad to me there for a while. And I'm talking like at a certain point, like once once they announced the uh, the Batman and Catwoman wedding, I was enthralled the entire time. But when the wedding was called off for yeah, a reason, weird. I don't feel like they explained very well. <laughs> no, um, was weird. And then after that and then the whole like shooting of, of, of Nightwing and making him wreck. Yeah. Yeah, Rick. Uh, I I thought it got really bad, and and to me, like if it wasn't um, Scott Snyder or James Tennyson writing it, yeah, I thought it was garbage. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, oh, like what Tom is happening? King's, I like Tom King's Batman. I, mean, I I enjoyed that, but you know, teach their own. Everybody has their preferences. Yeah, I, I just thought it got bad. I now, now, now granted, like I think I like, and I'm very behind. I think I'm on like '96 right now. But when I started to pick back up, like in the '80s and and the nineties issues, uh, it's, it's, it's getting better again for me personally. Yeah. The whole Bane story arc was cool at first. And then it got weird again. I'm just like, yeah. why is this man always naked? <laughs> I, don't, why I, don't not? I don't understand <laughs> that. Yeah. Like it gets yeah, hot in Santa Prisca. It's gotta be. Yeah. You gotta think it's, and he's a big guy. You don't think yeah. that he gets, he gets sweaty. He overheats. Yeah. Man, sure. Real easy. He's gotta, he's gotta cool oh. himself off. You should move. I mean, <laughs> move <laughs> locations. Go go somewhere less tropical. I think part of the problem for me Stop is that I'm, in a cave. Get AC. I'm, I'm enjoying all the books that I'm reading from Marvel right now, and I don't have a lot of time to read. And so yeah. I think that's why. Because like I was reading Green Lantern, of course, but I hated the Grant Morrison run of Green Lantern. I'm not a big fan. I, and I know this is blasphemy as a comic book reader. I'm not a huge Grant Morrison fan. Like I, I think yes. that there's some of the things that he does is fantastic. But I don't like his sci-fi. It's too, it's like deep sci-fi weird. And I didn't care for Green Lantern when it was that. And then the newest run, I read the first couple issues and it was it was good. Uh, you know, I liked it, but they don't do anything with Kyle Rayner. He's my favorite character. I got a little butthurt about it. And so I stopped reading it. And, uh, but Are then you I'm reading in- Dark Crisis right now? No, I'm not. Because uh, yeah, this, this new issue, uh, me as a Green Lantern fan, uh, made me very happy. Really? And I think it would make you happy too. Well, the thing that bugged me about what's going on with Green Lantern is they basically gave Kyle Rayner's storyline from the 90s when he was Ion, like or the yeah. early 2000s, and they mm-hmm. kind of just gave that to John Stewart as the Emerald Knight. Mm-hmm. And that I was like, "What why? We already did this story." Yeah, we did <laughs> this we, already. Yeah. Why are we doing this again? <laughs> and everybody's like, "Oh my god, can you believe it?" I was like, "Yeah, I believed it 25 years ago when they <laughs> What are you right. talking about?" Yeah. But it, what I was saying is I, I, I'm enjoying what Marvel's doing right now so much. Like this, this run of Iron Man right now is fantastic. I've really enjoyed it. Of course, I know I'm biased, but I've really enjoyed it. Uh, Avengers Forever, I'm going to keep banging that drum. I love Avengers Forever. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. I finally read uh, issue seven today. 
and it was it was great it was just all steve rogers and it was really really cool Ooh. i haven't read that series yet so that was it's one of the ones so where i was good. like i'm gonna wait for marvel unlimited because i don't really need it every month but I, now there's several on there and i need to uh, get on it. it's it's really interesting i mean granted it's it's a multiverse story they're they're, yeah. they're leaning really heavy in the multiverse right now at marvel but it's a really fun multiverse story with a through line. So it's not just like a what if story. That's why yeah. I didn't get into what if as much because it was just kind of bouncing every which way. And the comics, I mean, the, the show was fine, yeah. Yeah. but, but yeah, Avengers forever. I can't recommend it high enough and I don't okay. want to, I don't want to oversell it, but I've, I've loved every second of it. Nice. Oh my. Okay. That is all of the, the, the comic book topics that I wanted to, uh, to cover tonight uh ian did you have anything else that we didn't discuss that you uh that you wanted to bring up no (laughs) (laughs) um i I think comics are great man i mean i I think they're a super awesome source of entertainment the cool thing about comics is there's no um i think uh jack kirby used to say this there's no um the only limit in comics is your imagination so we're like movies and tv they're limited by technology and budget, things like that. Comics can do literally anything mm-hmm. as long as the artist, or as long as the writer can think of it and the artist can draw it, like they can literally do anything. And I think that's what I think is really cool. It's like sky's the limit, you know, and there's, there's new ones all the time. And there's so much stuff out there that I just, I think it's a fantastic uh, form of entertainment, you know, and it's art, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like, it's not a thing that's made for kids. It's, it's art. And it's, I say it in my YouTube videos too. It's just another fun form of storytelling. Mm-hmm. You have novels and and all kinds of stuff, and this is just another way to tell stories. You know, I love it. Yeah, and it's definitely not just for kids. I, I will always be against that that notion. Yeah, uh, not only because there's mature content, but just sure. because I actually think that when you're reading a comic, it, it actually can be a little bit more difficult to read a comic than a book where you're just imagining everything. Because in a comic. You have to, and I know maybe this makes me sound infantile, like a like I can't figure it out. But when I'm reading a comic, I have to look at the panel, I have to see what's going on, and read the word bubbles, and it's it's all of it together mm-hmm. that could actually it can actually be a little bit more difficult to put all that together and catch everything that the artist wants to do, as well as everything the writer wants to do. And so it's definitely not just for kids. It's it's very much a well, people don't think of it as highbrow art. There's some of the greatest artwork I've ever seen in comic oh, books. Sure. Look at Gosh, look at yeah. look at Saga and tell me that that that's not art. Saga is beautiful. Yeah, and look at anything Alex Ross does. Oh my gosh! <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Read Kingdom Come. Check out Alex yeah. Ross's covers. They're they're incredible. Um. So yeah, definitely not just for not just for kids. Yeah, for sure. Um, I did have one thing I forgot I was going to touch on earlier and then we got, we, we got into a whole thing. Uh, you guys had brought up the fact that some people say like comic books are basically dead and, and whatnot. I feel like there, there's still a gateway, a lot of like things, uh, movies, obviously we wouldn't have any of these movies if it wasn't for some of mm-hmm. these and TV mm-hmm. shows like Miss Marvel, Miss Marvel's not even that old of a character. Yeah. Well, she been uh, around 10 years, maybe 10 years. Yeah. 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 So, so without that, you don't have that mediocre show on Disney plus, I'm just <laughs> saying, uh, but, but the show doesn't exist without it. And, uh, so again, um, I, yeah, sorry. I Ian, Ian really DC didn't Marvel. like Miss Marvel. <laughs> 
That's okay. That was my that's my number three. I <laughs> liked I liked the show. I just didn't like the character of Ms. You liked Marvon. you liked Kamala. I, you didn't I thought Kamala was awesome. I thought her yeah. family was awesome. I loved their bickering back and forth. I thought they were so funny. Uh, but anytime like she was just like, oh, I have this gauntlet, and like Derek said, I'm basically the Green Lantern. I like, ugh, 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 I'm out. Uh, no, on a serious note, like The Walking Dead has become this huge mm-hmm. like sensation. Without comic books, that show doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lock the boys, Key, Lock and Key. I mm-hmm. love Lock and Key. Like the boys, these are all comic. Books. A lot of people are like. Oh, the, they made a comic book based on those shows? I'm like, no, 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 no. No, they made a show based on the comic. You got it, but you just got it reverse. Yeah. So I, I think I think they're still important because they're still bringing these shows that are like, the comics are like good and they sell decently, but like, even if they don't sell at all, like these, these shows don't pick up and become huge, like Boys, Lock and Key, uh, Miss Marvel, uh, I mean, what's what's the new one coming out, Derek? With the, the she girl, Hulk? no, the woman that she was in Hawkeye, Echo, Echo. Thank you. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like I think it's next year, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah, it's like it's like it's the show you didn't even know you wanted. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> so like uh, introducing Echo into um, into. Uh, Hawkeye to me is the opposite effect to where people are getting into movies because of comic books. I kind of get into comic books sometimes because of the show too, mm-hmm. as yeah. a comic book fan. So like Echo, I didn't really care about what I go and look up some Echo. Yes. Miss Marvel. I, it made me want to go back and read the first run of uh, Miss Marvel. Yeah. Well, and that's one thing like that compare. I think that's one thing that I think, and it's a controversial thing that Marvel has done where they have actually gone in and redesigned a lot of their comic book world around the movies. Like mm-hmm. if you read a guardians of the galaxy comic now versus a guardians of the galaxy comic from like 2005, you know, the mm-hmm. early two thousands or, or earlier than that, the characters look vastly different now. Now, you know, star Lord yes. looks like, looks like Chris Pratt's version of star Lord, same costume. You know, they, they, they don't look exactly alike, but I know that that's a point of contention among some comics fans, but I think that it's really intelligent to do that on Marvel's part because those movies and tv shows are a gateway absolutely you know what you got moon knight coming out guess what moon knight number one drops a week before the show airs yeah yeah you know you bring bring out a new comic you you base base the look around even iron man i mean iron man hasn't looked like anything other than the you know the the movie version of iron man since 2008 like they they started doing that immediately and you know uh, Go ahead. Sorry, I was gonna say no, so that, that made me think about you know um, a lot of people say, especially with all this stuff that was announced at San Diego a couple of weeks back. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of the MCU detractors like to say, "Oh, the MCU is nothing without the Avengers, and they don't have Iron Man anymore, and they don't have Steve Rogers, and what do they have?" One thing I like to a rebuttal to that is. You know what? Before the MCU, uh, Iron Man was not an A-lister mm-hmm. and Captain America was not an A-lister. And sales of, especially in the 90s, like nobody was reading Iron Man. Nobody no. was reading Captain America. Nobody was reading Avengers. That's why they did the whole Heroes Reborn thing is try mm-hmm. to bolster sales. So like the MCU made those guys the popular characters that the detractors think they are now, mm-hmm. which they are now. I'm not saying they aren't, but without the MCU, then nobody, or I don't want to say nobody, but like without the MCU, those characters aren't anywhere near as popular as they are today. So 
you know, people, so I just tell those people, you know, you think that Marvel, the MCU isn't good without Iron Man. Iron Man wasn't a big deal. No, he wasn't. I always joke that it was like me and two guys out in Nebraska that knew about Iron Man before that movie came out. (laughs) He was not a popular character outside of already, you know, comic book fans. Right. Uh, He he just wasn't. And the same, you're right, Captain America. That's one thing that the MCU has done so consistently is they've taken characters that shouldn't work and they just kind of make them work. Like I never you told me in the nineties, Hey, there's going to be a guardians of the galaxy movie I was in say about 20 years and, and it's going to be awesome. I would have laughed in your face except for the guardians yeah. really, but uh, you know, yeah. Even after but, like the abnett and landing guardians run, yeah. even then well, I've been like, well, there's, there's no way yeah. that this, and this I was going to say that too about, you know, the look of the comics matching the movies. So, the you know the guardians that we got in the movie are loosely based on the roster from the 2008 run the admin landing right. stuff even though they their costumes don't look like that but in the i did i did watch the leaked trailer for guardians 3 you can't oh, yeah. really see it too much but there was enough there you could see they, they were in the, the costumes comic. like the blue mm-hmm. and star lord has the th- in the yeah, so like they actually went the other way mm-hmm. and went back to the movies look like the I don't want to say the original, but like right. original look of what they were based on to begin with. So it's all cyclical, you know, yeah, they all end up looking been, like each other. It's been really fun watching that happen where the, the comic book movies of the early two thousands were so afraid of looking like a comic mm-hmm. book. You know, they even had the joke in X-Men about, Oh, what would you prefer? Yellow, yellow spandex. spandex. It's like, well, yeah, I, I kind of would. And now you look at this 20 years later and it's like, yeah, they are. They're leaning heavily into it. But Rocket in Avengers Endgame is straight up wearing that blue and red like Guardians costume. Um, Excuse me. You know, Iron Man is wearing the bleeding edge armor basically from in in Infinity War. They they went that the pendulum has swung so far from being afraid to mirror the comics and try and make it so real world. To, you know what, screw it. People are on board. Let's go crazy and make it yeah. look like the comics. You'll get the older fans in. They'll be nostalgic to see all these things. And I think that I think that it's been brilliant. And I hate that we can only talk about that with Marvel, but DC's its whole other can of worms. That, yeah. yeah. One thing I'll say real quick, though, about, about the MCU, the only one exception is I still haven't seen Wolverine with his mask on. I know. I wish That's they the would. one do. exception. Like, they, come they on. They showed dude. the mask. They showed yeah, the mask yeah. in the in what was it the Wolverine at the end of the Wolverine in a well, deleted not, scene. that was a deleted scene. Yeah, yeah. he never put it on that, and mask he never wore it. Awesome. Um, so I just I hope and pray that when Wolverine ever when 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 he or she does come to the MCU, they have the mask with the ears. That's all I want. Just do you do you? Uh, we weren't going to talk about this, but do you think that there's any possibility that that X twenty three is going to be the Wolverine in the MCU? I I I, a, I, I, I personally. Before I even let you answer, I personally don't think that they would do it. I think it would be fun to see, but I, I just can't see them doing it. I think I think it's possible, but I also know that you know Logan has been a, a long-standing, hugely popular character for decades. Right. Not saying that X twenty three is not, right. but there's a lot of brand brand recognition there with the, the Logan version of Wolverine, and it would be I would be surprised if they didn't try to capitalize on, on at some point. They might try to do both. Right. Or they might try to do X-23 in an X-Men movie, but make a standalone Logan movie or something. It's so far out there. It's too hard yeah. to tell. But um, I would be surprised if they never, ever. It's like the whole uh, rumor and all the all the guys or all the, the detractors are getting um, spun up about, oh, they're not even going to call it the X-Men. They're going to call it the mutants. Right. Um, that's so far out there. Like, 
nobody knows what's going to happen. And the, the X-Men has such brand awareness right. that there's no way the MCU is not going to capitalize on that at right. some, in some way at some point. And same with, same with Logan. Yeah. And people, need especially to with like Hugh Jackman being, you know, all the, the popularity he brought to the oh, character. Yeah. Um, there's no way that they're not going to try to capitalize on, on that character's popularity at some point. Yeah. People have got to calm down about the, when are the X-Men coming to the MCU? They're not, just let it be. They're not, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I made a video about that. It's like, they gave you three years worth of movies. Is that not enough? Right. You know, I mean, that's awesome. Well, and then uh, like the report came out that aren't, isn't it, don't the contracts last until 2025 isn't that did have you heard that the the i've heard it i don't know i don't know if it's real or not but it would make sense that they still have some form of a something in in place from before the the fox buyout but anyway even if it's true you know i mean 20 so they can't make a they can't start filming until 2025 like big deal like they're they're, their plate is full (laughs) yeah they've got plenty of work until then anyway so yeah because i guarantee you at d23 we're gonna get the rest of that phase six timeline maybe i don't know if we'll get all of it but i think we'll get a a few more of those slots yeah yeah i'll be surprised if we don't get anything new in phase six yeah because there's a lot they didn't talk about it at san diego yeah all right well we have been uh we've been going for a while here so i think uh, we think we should probably yeah i warned you that i it's it's hard to shut up no i want to i want to keep going but i also don't want to keep i don't want to keep you on here because i'm good yeah yeah I, i yeah Anyway, so we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and, and, and cut this episode here, and uh, hopefully this won't be the last time that you're on the show. I'd love to have you back on, and we can, oh, I'd love to be back. Yeah, thank we you. can keep we can keep this conversation going. Uh, do you want to plug uh, where people can find you real quick before we sign off? Yeah, it's just Bumpkins TV um, on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, um, and Twitter. They're they're all Bumpkins. Spelled like pumpkins, but with a B instead of a P. Uh, and then TV on the end, just all run together. And I, I focus mostly on TikTok because that's, I just, I'm having the most fun there, uh, mostly because I get to interact with folks like you, you know, just uh, it's fun chatting back and forth with people. So most of, most of, uh, most of my focus is on TikTok just because of all the fun interaction with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really great community on TikTok. That is my, the, the thing I've been the happiest with about getting onto TikTok is, is interacting with, a pretty pretty fantastic group of people that yeah there's uh, that you know there's there. a there's a lot of drama and negativity on tiktok but on where i'm at on comic talk like, i just don't see a lot of it and it's just a right. pretty positive happy place so i'm pretty happy with it yeah yeah it's a lot of fun uh there will be links in the uh, in the description of this uh this episode to go and check out bumpkins tv make sure you give him a follow a subscribe whatever whatever platform you're on there that will be there uh as far as we are concerned Make sure that you're following us on all of the social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And of course, on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, ring the notification bell so that you will get notified of all our videos when they go up. We will have a lot coming up. We've got She-Hulk coming soon and or coming soon. Excited for that. Uh, the Silver Screen Scoundrels will be reviewing uh, Prey and Bullet Train over these next couple of weeks. So if you want to check out their review of that, make sure you're doing that. If you want to check out any sweet, sweet merchandise, you can't see it because my microphone's in the way. Uh, there's a link in the description of this as well. Thank you so, so much for listening, for watching. We really appreciate it. Thank you to Bumpkins TV for joining us. This has been an absolute blast. Hopefully you can yes. come back soon. Uh, Thank you so, so much. So for Bumpkins, for Ian, I have been Derek. This has been the Paperweight Entertainment Podcast, and we will see you next time.